spill. Trill, 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 spill, trill, spill, trill, spill, trill, 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 spill, spill, trill, trill, spill, trill, spill, trill, 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 spill, trill, trill, spill, trill, 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 spill, trill, spill. Trill spill with will. Yo, 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 yo. It's your boy Will Ray. I'm just chilling. Welcome to another episode of Trail Spill with Will. And uh, this one's a little different. We'll try to do a little something, mix it up for you guys. Uh, this is going to be the jazz episode. Um, the reason why I went in this direction is because over this pandemic, uh, me and my lady, we've de- developed the love for vinyl again. And... and the search and seeking and finding of different albums of all genres, one that stuck out stuck out to me, uh, and it's jazz. And um, so for the last basically year, I've been doing my little, I wouldn't say research because I haven't been like diving, doing deep dives, but I have found certain things that stuck out. And... Uh, like like this we're listening to right now. Um, this actually is something that I found simply titled Thelonious Monk with John Coltrane. And I'm going to read to you what it says on the back of the cover just so it kind of sets the tone and kind of lead us into this episode and what this episode is going to all really be about. You ain't a hater, can't tell. Either wish me well, go to hell or go to jail. Studying human behavior so that you know who the hell you dealing with ain't nutty, but the study gon' unveil. My relative in jail, ha, stay engaged. To whatever make money, now he married to that cage. Divorce is not an option and prenuptial is void. Eat up whatever rapper, but I'm tangled in my core. Uh, board. Kind of like a knight with a sword Without dragging to battle So I'm running from a shadow An impossible feat and I repeat An impossible feat and I repeat An impossible feat and I repeat The damsels in distress but they a mess They only like my armor And that I'm a performer They read one magazine and wanna think they getting warmer They only getting cold to hell Maybe I should throw a double diamond party in the North Pole Invite all the writers and journalists Even writers will tournament To see who can be me better than me a permanent smile on my face because you say you don't like my style but that's okay but just make sure you don't touch that dial then we'll be cool touch it and use a fool look i'll get you hooked y'all crooks might even move to atlanta georgia get a wife and daughter start a new life and all that wrong you do you make it right but hell all a dream i wear the crown i'm king respect is mandatory end of the story go fly a kite category ain't got none you know i'm right Yeah. It says in his autobiography, Miles Davis states the facts crudely. After we cut those last sides of prestige in October 1956, I took the group back into the Cafe Bohemia, and that's where a lot of shit came out between Coltrane and me. Things had been building up for a while. Man, it was a drag to see how bad Train was treating himself. By now, he was really strung out on heroin and also drinking a lot. He was coming in late and nodding on the stage. One night, I got so mad with him that I slapped him upside his head and punched him in the stomach in the dressing room. The Thelonious Monk was there that night. He had come back to the dressing room to say hello and saw what I did to Train. When he saw that Train didn't do nothing, 
but just sit there like a big baby. Monk got hot under the collar. Then he told Train, man, as much as you play on saxophone, you don't have to take nothing like that. You can come and play with me anytime. And you, Miles, you shouldn't be hitting on him like that. I was so mad I didn't care what the fuck Monk was talking about because in the first place, it wasn't none of his business. I fired Train that night and he went back to Philadelphia to try and kick his habit. I felt bad about letting him go, but I couldn't see what else I could have done under the circumstances. After returning from his trip to Philadelphia in mid-1957, Coltrane accepted Monk's offer and joined his band for a period of six months. They played at New York's Five Spot Cafe in quartet format, which included bassist Ahmed Abdul-Malik and drummer Shadow Wilson, in addition to Monk and Train. Despite the exquisite quality of the band's music, it yielded relatively few studio recordings, including the album that we're listening to here. So, basically, through digging and finding uh, new stuff, which is basically old stuff, um, I wanted to learn a little bit more about jazz because with all the stuff going on like I've been telling y'all for months that I've been trying to steep myself in blackness you know what I mean there's anything that I can find to connect me to roots and find my own maybe build my own it's just kind of getting me back into my people and making sure that as disconnected I feel I know I'm connected but jazz is something huge, and that's why also Outcast is being played. And y'all might think, what the, what, Will, what are you talking about? Outcast, that's not jazz. And the reason why is because they're, they're kind of like the Thelonious Monk and the John Coltrane of hip-hop. They're jazz. They were, they, they are jazz. Granted, jazz in a hip-hop form, but still jazz nonetheless. But yeah, so this episode, while we're listening, listening to different um, selections, uh, I'm just going to read to you and expose you to a couple things that I've learned that's interesting just about black music in general. And uh, hopefully you guys enjoy this episode and it's interesting to you guys because it got me and and, it's, and I've been learning a whole lot these last few months. So I'm going to get out of your hair. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. I'll be back. Thanks for tuning in. Trill Spill. What will? Time for y'all. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> if you didn't know, you know now. Outcast. Stay on ya. We shitting on everybody talking that bullshit. Now Peter Piper picked the pepper. That was his downfall. I'm down with Drake 2000 because he got my back, y'all. Ball if you want to, but do it with some class. She asked me, do I just got some folks so you can blast me? Nasty. Niggas on the butt, they see you shining. Engineers in the studio see me rhyming. Don't get me wrong, got four albums, stay consistent. You got a bodyguard, I let my nigga tote the biscuit. Twitch your cap back, you got blood up on your fur hat. Cap, cap, your link snap, you slumped up in your Cadillac. For what though? Some diamonds in the Bentley, what you died for? I right, ho, I'ma bake my cheese and let my mic blow. Prioritize the live to. Tell these other niggas how you bought your kiss some tennis shoes. Let these brothers know that your mama, she got her house too. Let these niggas know that your sister wouldn't have finished college without you. I doubt you. Do that though, so do this here and keep that bullshit out of my ear. You too near me not to hear me. Hoping to conceal me. The love for the music, keeping big boys
So yeah, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. And uh, what I'm getting ready to share with you guys uh, is a book that I've had for a while. But you know how it is. Sometimes things happen and you, you get bored and you, you've you done everything around your house. That you, you folded all your clothes, you cleaned up everything. You're still anxious. You want something to do. You done played every game. You done, you done looked at every social media app. You done did everything. And so you're like, you know what? Let me look at one of these books. And I just so happened to come over a book called Jazz. A history uh, by an author, uh, which I believe was a musician named Frank Tiro, and um, I'm just gonna share a little bit with y'all. But it, it gave me a little bit of insight into what our music has become. And I hear a lot of people. There's always that. It's the age old. That's not music from the older generation versus you old people don't know what you're talking about this is our music this is how we express it and I'm it was beginning to as an older person I'm starting to appreciate the youth more even though I may not enjoy their style because even some of this was a little abstract for me to pick up on for a while until I really started to understand exactly what they were doing and why they this is so it's so many layers to it but anyway I'm gonna read to you just a couple chapters uh some things that stuck out to me that made me wanna that what I want to bring to the forefront because a lot of things in history not just music black people don't get the credit that they deserve and this isn't to just harp on that I'm not this isn't political this isn't anything it's just i want black people to understand how how far our hands reach like we influenced the the music of an entire generation and culture and now a country like so we may only hear the r&b and the rap now but anyway i'm gonna get into it and it was awkward because i've been reading it for a few days now and it was hard to find a place to start. So I just started somewhere in the first chapter. Um, it was basically the end. But it's talking about black folk music. And it was funny because I read it first. I was like, black folk music? That's racist than a bit. I was like, no, nah, relax. Read it again. And it was like, oh, black folk music. So that's where we're going to start. Before tracing the black folk tradition back to Africa and offering an explanation of how this tradition produced the jazz explosion, we ought first examine the status of black folk music in America after four million Americans achieved freedom in the year 1865. There was a tremendous influx of blacks into the metropolitan centers as thousands fled the despised plantations. Most accounts of the history of jazz concur that the blues were indigenous to black folk music and offer something like the following as an explanation. Though extensive scholarship documents the existence of the blues in the 20th century, there is almost no mention of the form previous to 1900, since statements by blues performers such as W.C. Handy and Big Bill Brunsey indicate that the blues were sung before 1900. We can only speculate about their origin. It seems probable, however, that the blues tradition developed after the Civil War when blacks were no longer forced to live and work on the property of their white masters. It is possible that elements of the blues go back much further and we'll try to trace them back to African music in the next chapter. Let it suffice for now to assume that the blues in some recognizable form developed and stabilized in the period under consideration. Two other forms of black folk music were carried from slavery into this era, the work song and the spiritual, and both underwent a transformation during these years. Eileen Southern explains that the antebellum repertoire of American blacks was quite large because the songs, following the tradition of their African forebears, were related to the complex social and political organization of their society. 
Even though this music is insufficiently documented, Southern describes many types. Work songs, dance songs, play songs, story songs, satirical songs, field and street cries, and spirituals. What we may assume about pre-Civil War black folk music is primarily derived from information dating from after the war through modern times. Since accurate conclusions about the pre-war music are not possible in light of the scanty evidence available, our description of the transformation, which probably took place after the war, is a little tenuous. However, certain elements deriving from this body of music are seen as being important in the formation of jazz, such as melodies in major, in which the seventh tone of the scale is flatted. Syncopated melodies against an understood, regularly recurring beat. Call and response patterns. A rhythmic accompaniment of foot tapping, hand clapping, or percussion instruments. A tendency to improvise in subsequent verses. And a freer, less inhibited melodic style of singing that included glissandos, falsetto, and other musical sounds not normally found in a trained singer's vocabulary. The blues tradition seems to have developed among individual singers rather than groups. Work songs and hymns, although possible in solo performance, were generally a form of social singing. The lyrics of post-war work songs often dealt with the railroad or prison, but some still told of farm life and others touched on all the occupations in which the newly freed blacks engaged. Lumbering, mining, boating, and shopkeeping. All the folk music of the black American, including the newly arranged spirituals of the Jubilee singles, seems to retain certain melodic, harmonic, and rhythmic elements that form a common body of sound. The similarity of the sound to that of early jazz, along with the preponderance of black musicians among the early jazz performers and the emergence of jazz from the American South and Southwest are important points testifying to the blacks' central position in the development of this new style. In conclusion, the state of music in America in the late 19th century was such that a large number of people representing many cultures contributed to the musical and social elements found in jazz and necessary for its production. However, it was the American black, the Afro-American musician, who first seized the pieces and put them all together. David A. Conyer points out a significant paradox in the new music. Jazz derives near, neither from a dominant elite enjoying educational and cultural advantages, nor from the masses of a numerically dominant majority. Most high art has historically come from the former. Most folk art from the latter. But jazz... Jazz sprang instead from an enslaved minority under conditions far less conducive to creativity than those faced by most other oppressed minorities. This minority produced a major art form and powerfully shaped the majority's culture. Jazz. Jazz, an American art form, developed from the environment just described. It was not created in Africa, nor was it shaped in Europe, but it is truly an American product forged from Native American genius. It has influenced the music of America and the world in a profound way and stands as a distinct body of music with its own vocabulary, grammar, syntax, and history. We do not know, and in all probability we shall never know, the complete history of its origins. But a better understanding of African music and black music in British and French America might serve us well in our search for enlightenment.
slopes and fall like avalanches Tootin' like it's cool, you the fool, and I can't just Sit around and watch those nose membranes flame My ends is loose and you can't stop that rain When it starts to fall like this Pac-Man Have to vote the Cat-Man I'm speaking about these crows, cause you know nothing about that man The nigga the B.I.G. is high and fly like value jet You thinking about the beach and this my end is never met, nigga Black man, white man, true man ain't no joke Remember me and my cousin used to sit up on the boat To talk about when we get older, now we up against the rope Yeah, they kicking niggas dough down, cause it ain't no dope on the street What a time to beat me, that's all a nigga like me need talking about that other sets, nigga, you all up in that mess, but never shall you test that, never shall you quit, run up on me with that fuck shit, we'll get you nothing but dead, boy. thing on <laughs> what's going on guys is that is that loser ready yet is that is he does he know we're getting ready because he's um because he's never ready anyway anyway hey what's hello t flanagan here and uh this is a little something different i know this is a little awkward it's a little awkward for me too why am i here well number one i'm telling you i'm getting this check will called a meeting and said that he wanted to do a little stand-up for you guys. And as bad as an idea I think that is. I gotta get the dough. I gotta get... So I, uh, yeah, I showed up. And uh, I'm pretty sure he's gonna crash and burn anyway, so it's kind of like a win-win for me. Uh, he is the boss. But yeah. Um, he said he can't... He, he has to work like this because he can't quite get to the comedy clubs because of COVID, so he says. I honestly think it's because he's trash, but that's, that's between us, us, don't, don't tell him I said that, he's getting ready to come out here, but yeah, uh, I guess um, coming to the stage, I've never emceed before, I've, I've never done this, this nigga better be funny, Will Ray, ladies and gentlemen, do you, hey, are you, Where's my drink? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pull that up. Ah. Good evening. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Thanks for coming out. Thanks for coming out. Y'all, uh... Ever see uh like a group of kids, like young kids, just like playing? Cause like I you know, because of the pandemic and stuff like that, I you know I, I, I be at the house a lot. Sometimes I sit outside, I smoke on my porch, and I see these kids play all the time. It's the same group of kids, and and you ever see a group of young kids playing and. You know what I'm saying? There's something special about that, man. Like, you see all of them different ages, different shades and shit, man. It's kind of cool. But sometimes, sometimes, uh, you, know, you guys ever see a group of kids and be like, ugh, those kids are shitty. Those are some shitty kids. Like, I don't know if any of them are going to make it. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. We play like that. When, when, when we were younger, like they just, I don't know, they're weirdos, man. But it's just one particular set. Because it's my neighbor's kids, man. I'm like, oh, I, oh, I ain't going to tell you which neighbor. But it, it, it's three of them. You got three of them. Now, they've got two boys and a little girl. And the little girl, she's adorable. I'm not going to talk about her. She does nothing wrong in my eyes. She actually is more... She's, she runs her brothers. She's smarter than them. She's, she's, she's a great kid. But her two siblings, basura, pieces of garbage. You know what I'm talking about? But anyway, it's weird because, let me, let me tell you about these kids, man. Now look, 
you like you can you will wait wait man you're talking about kids bro like what's your deal man right now first of all fuck you because you don't know me and you don't know those kids man even if you did know me you don't know these kids and i'm trying to tell you man just listen now i'm trying to tell you why but man look one one of them has a mullet what is that even about like he's seven how how does he even know what a mullet is to be like? Yeah, I want that, dad. I want that, dad. That's what I want. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how they raised their a progeny in their household. That's a topic for a whole nother time. I just, those are things I think about anyway, anyway. I just, I just don't, I, I just don't like him. I don't know. I don't know if it's the mullet or, how when I'm smoking on my porch, sometimes the way he stares at me like an old Vietnam vet, like I don't like it. The kid looks like he smokes cigarettes, like he got the thousand yards there, and I don't like it. Him and his mullet in the air. I don't like it, man. Is he, the kid is a creep, and his shorts are always too little. He's he, he, he giving off real solid future murderer vibes. You know what I'm saying? I I can't fuck with it. You know what I'm saying? Just saying. He's got a brother. <laughs> whoa, 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 Before I tell you about this guy, let me, let me, let me look. This guy, he's my favorite, but I, I still don't like him. Still, still, piece of, piece of, piece of trash. He's not gonna make it. He's not gonna make it. He, he just isn't. I hope he does, but I, it's just pro- we live in a world of probabilities and possibilities. So anything's possible. It's possible he could go out there and and become anything. Be, become great. I actually hope that he does, but the probability? I don't know, bro. I don't know. I don't know. Now, this kid, like I said, he isn't really that bad. Like, he's a little older. I think he's like 11, maybe. And he's pretty cool, but I think he's scared. I don't know of what. I don't know if it's, <laughs> I don't know what it is that he's scared of. Or maybe it's his brother, but I, the reason why I think he's scared is every time they're running around and playing hide and seek and shit in the yard, in their yard, because they were in my yard, I, I throw rocks at kids. Well, those kids. Anyway, yeah, that's what I tell them. Every time they come, you don't, don't throw no balls over in this yard, because I'll kick your ball over the, in, into my backyard, and I know you ain't going to get that. That's wrong. I wouldn't do that. That's messed up. That's too bad. But anyway... This boy, I don't know what he's scared of, but when he run, when he chase, when you chase him, well, no, that sounds like I chase him. Let me tighten up. It's when he getting chased by those other kids. They running around playing tag or what? I don't know. Do kids play tag? I don't know what the fuck they be playing. But they playing something. They running around. This little punk ass kid, he he screams, but I'm not talking about like yeah, yeah, like I. It's a weird scream. Like it's a scream like. Like he's eleven, he's an eleven-year-old boy, right? This scream is more like a, a, a forty-year-old single mom that like can't take it anymore because her husband and left her, and and the kids are getting on her damn nerves. She got she's sick of taking these motherfuckers to soccer practices. Shit, she's getting, you know what I'm saying? She's sick of this shit. She's sick of this shit. She's she she hates her job. Like that's and she just one day she's in the kitchen and she's just making a drink because she's just trying to she's just trying. That's just trying to get through the rest of her day. And while she's in the kitchen making this drink, she just takes a sip and just screams in the kitchen by herself. And then goes back. That's how this little boy screams, running around in the yard. He screams like he has a lawyer, like he's got a divorce lawyer. I don't know what the boy got going on, but these kids stink, man. <laughs> anyway, that's my time, man. Appreciate y'all. Fuck those kids. I know what you're asking yourselves 
Why does this Will guy from Trill Spill with Will sound exactly like William H. Ray from the 730 podcast? Well, the answer is real simple, you dumb fucks. They're clones. 730 podcast, first podcast with clones. Check it out. Brock Brolic. Chapter 2, African Music. Music in Africa. Although black slaves were brought to America from many regions of Africa, most were torn from clans and tribes which populated the west coast of Africa, south of the Sahara. This region has been called the Ivory Coast, the Gold Coast, and the Slave Coast, and includes such tribes as the Yoruba, the Igbo, Fanti, Ashanti, the Susu, the Iwe, and others. Since they are non-literate societies, documentary evidence of the cultures themselves does not exist far as far back as the 16th, 17th, and early 18th century. The current research of anthropologists, ethnomusicologists, and African historians as to those societies we wish to study. Also, Contemporary documentation of African music and society does exist in the accounts of many voyagers who traveled, observed, and recorded those items that caught their attention. African tribes, unlike many other non-literate societies, award a place of honor in the social structure of the tribe to professional musicians who make a living from their music. The entire tribe participates in musical activities, but the call and response pattern of West African music, an important link between the blues of jazz and the music of Africa, was a result of the division between the individual singer, the soloist or professional musician, and the rest of the group. The professional musician created and manipulated verses to which the working group would respond with a refrain. The trained specialist would also perform on one or more of the many instruments used in African tribal music, and it seems that instrumentalists had a higher status than singers. A wide variety of instruments and types of song may be found in the music of each of these different groups, and in each, different attitudes toward the music, the activities, and instruments themselves prevailed. African music, to be understood, must be examined in context, for the attitudes about the music held by the musicians determine their behavior. This, in turn, affected the musical product, which, in its turn, influenced the musicians in performance and altered their concept, which, to come full circle, determined their behavior and therefore the performance. In contrast to the traditional approach of Western music, in which the finished composition is studied, performed, reperformed in exactly the same way, and admired as an entity in itself, African music is so integrated into the actual performance and lives of the participants that its description must include all of these elements. In Africa, music often expresses what could never be expressed in everyday life. The concept of talking drums and a private language reserved for a subculture are elements that seem to have continued unchanged right through slavery and into jazz. In pre-Civil War America, and to a certain extent after the war as well, blacks were not permitted freedom of expression, but the messages of the Grapevine Telegraph, the Underground Railway, were sent from station to station in codes, some of them musical, that only initiates could understand. This system of closed circle communication was carried into the practices of black jazz musicians too. For example, when J. Frederick McDonald interviewed Bud Freeman, a white jazz musician of the Bix Biederbeck era, and questioned him about the black jazz musician's behavior in the 20s, Freeman replied, Hey, when I say the black man's language, you have to understand that the black man of that day, the 20s, who was not educated, 
had to find a way to make it in the white world. He had to yes the white man. There were underground phrases that he had to use that the white man just didn't understand. Eileen Southern shows how songs played a significant role in the activities of the Underground Railroad. For some songs would alert slaves to danger. Others would call them for the trip with the conductor. And some, like Follow the Drinking Gourd, the North Star of the Big Dipper, served as maps to guide the slaves on their passage to freedom. The Yoruba tribe has at least ten kinds of drums. And these are used within a general culture of tonal languages or talking drums. In their part of Africa, voice inflection can change the meaning of words. And these subtleties in the music and language are, in a sense, privileged and reserved for the members of that subculture. Because of this tonal language, any instrument can be made to talk. A much closer association between musical sounds and extra-musical ideas is present in this music than in usual in Western art music. A basically percussive attitude toward music persists in West Africa, and it seems that percussion and rhythm are even more important than melody. If words can be transmitted through the drums, they can also be transmitted through the body for... With an equation of music and dance or drums and dance, body motions can be specifically expressive. In the night ceremony of the F.A. or the slash Galete rituals of the Yoruba, leg rattles, iku, provide rhythmic punctuation for songs. But they also, quote unquote, speak to frighten away spiritual forces seeking to destroy the dancer. When the dancer sharply inclines his torso and stomps slowly and methodically, he's expressing reverence to spiritual powers. Satiric Galatea imagery is sometimes used to ridicule the whites and their influence. Crossed legs indicate prudery. Hands joined above the head mimic the praying posture of Christians. And squinting eyes and jutting chin ridicule the visage of the typical European. No definitive studies on African tuning exist, probably because this is an impossible task, for tuning is not precise in most instances as it is in the West. The imprecision casts a new light on the common expression, close enough for jazz. For what may be out of tune to a Western symphonic musician is actually part of the melodic tradition of jazz. Relative pitch and talking drums. Specifically, how are these used in Africa? Here's one example. Thus in Jabu, a language spoken in Liberia, there are four tones. That is, four different relative pitch levels of speech are distinguished from purposes of meaning. And the word ba may mean four different things depending on the pitch in signaling the pitches of the words. Or rather the internal relationship for of course the language tones are not fixed pitches but can be understood only in terms of the pitch of the surrounding syllables and of their place within the speaker's voice range. They're transferred to the drum. Now, Jabo's signaling is done with two drums, one large, the other smaller, made of hollowed logs with slits. Only a few men are qualified to signal, and only certain things should be said in signal language. Understanding must come from knowledge of the kinds of things likely to be signaled, and evidently the Jabo restrict themselves to expressing thoughts such as our neighbors are on the warpath, or more appropriately in this period of acculturization, hide the tax collector approaches. <laughs> when considering African music, it is useful to categorize at least seven different events of performance in order to make useful comparisons. Community, 
Context, musical performers, instruments, including voice, rhythm, melodic material, form, and texture. All African music is occasional music. That is, it functions as an accompaniment or an ingredient of a social activity. Religious and social music exists as do work songs, story songs, hunting songs, and music specific to all the activities of the tribe. One question we need to ask ourselves as we view the transition from Africa to America is, what happens to tribal music when the conditions of life are rapidly and radically changed through geographical displacement, enslavement, and the infusion of non-tribal Western musical and cultural elements? If music, quote-unquote, is a primary vehicle for man's communication with the supernatural and it symbolizes a person's identity with a group and it reflects and reinforces the dominant characteristics, values, and directions of a culture, unquote, then what happens to the music when a society is moved, changed, and not allowed to pursue its old religion? One can see the rural African work songs might be used, unchanged as rural Afro-American slave work songs. But music used to praise the hunter or celebrate a great African victory must undergo severe transformation in the slave society. The music makers of Africa, the performers, include both men and women, both soloists and ensemble. A complete piece of music may be played by an instrumental soloist such as the Senegalese griot performed of the 21 string chora or griot or a soloist in an instrumental ensemble such as the dan player of the sansa that's the thumb piano the soloist may be the leader in a call and response ceremonial song and maybe either a woman or a man. African women sing and dance, but only African men play the instruments. Instruments are used singly, singly and in combination. And a wide variety of types is present. Tuned and untuned percussion instruments and pluck strings and wind instruments of all types. Flutes, reeds and lip vibrated winds. The intimate relationship between language and musical sound and the performance of all these instruments is an essential feature of African instrumental music. Absolute music, in the Western sense, has little place in African society. Perhaps the most highly developed feature of African music is its rhythm, and no one seems to question its complexity. A metrical structure with regular beats is characteristic of most tribal music, according to one authority. Consistent use of isometric patterns, those without change in meter during the course of the music, occurs only in African Negro music, not in the music of preliterate cultures in any other area of comparable size. This phenomenon suggests some relationship between African Negro and Western music. A great deal of isometric material may have assumed this form because of repeated rhythmic patterns and a percussive accompaniment. Having thus established a beat, the African musician or musicians and ensemble proceed inevitably to the creation of syncopation. Another feature of West African drumming also seems to be universal and to have been carried into the New World. Steady tempo for long periods of time. This monotonous, propulsive, metronomic effect gives a cohesiveness to the music and affects the listener with a force bordering on the physical. The rigid, unchanging, steady beat is termed hot, not only in early jazz, but also in West African terminology. Rhythmic polyphony is often present in West African drumming, not only in ensemble, but in solo playing as well. In its most complex form, displays the superimposition of many varying factors over the basic pulse pattern. The usual rhythmic complexity of, of native African folk music 
has led many observers to raise this issue on a sine qua non to demonstrate that jazz must have come directly from African origins. Some interested commentators observe, one of the common misconceptions in discussing the origins of jazz is that jazz rhythms came from Africa. Actually, it is only the emphasis on rhythm that we can truly designate as African, not the direct influence of particular peculiar rhythmic patterns. At the time when the chief exponents of jazz were generically closet closest to their African ancestry. Uh, the rhythms utilized by these jazz performers were of a very simple nature, far removed from the complex pattern combinations actually used by the natives in Africa. This is the most fascinating conjecture, and it's one of the if this one the reader might keep in mind while studying early jazz. Perhaps the answer is to be found in the rhythmic complexity of the polyphonic ensemble and not specifically in the music of the drummer or rhythmic section. If the quoted observation is indeed correct, then it points up a strange incongruity in the smooth trans transformational pattern of American and African music, slave music, black American music, and jazz. With regard to melody, one trained observer has concluded that quote-unquote African-American music on the whole fits more or less into the diatonic scheme that is also the basis of most Western art and folk music. <laughs> he also explains that despite repeated attempts to identify a truly African scale, scholars have been unable to uncover any single system. Some of the systems in use are the diatonic, diatonic, tritonic, pentatonic, pentachordal, heptatonic, and occasional chromatic. He notes exceptions and also points out the tendency in heptatonic songs to use minor third and minor seventh and intervals of blah, 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 blah. Yes, 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 all of that. So yeah, I uh, I hope y'all could follow that. Basically, it, it it just it stuck out to me because it, the way we it, the way it said that music is basically just one ingredient, but that one element has so many other ingredients that's supposed to go along with life. And then you think about why we sit around with our friends and in, in, in our houses, in those settings we play cards, we have to have music playing. Sometimes it's not, it's, it's something that's different than the TV. But music can set the tone of a whole household. It can, it's, it's, it's weird, but especially as black people, when I, when I think about our connections to certain things and how we translate through our, like the, the angst and the frustrations and the anger and the rage and how it comes out through music and then we make it beautiful again as it filters through us and we go through these experiences, it, it helps to remember that they've been doing it it's been being done for centuries. <laughs> it's dope to me. Then I'll never be able to sit and tell somebody, oh, yeah, I was in so-and-so club in so-and-so city in America back in 1956, and I saw Miles Davis and John Coltrane play. I'll never, I'll never be able to do that. But... What I've been experiencing and learning and playing around with and actually appreciating is making some of this old music new to me, exposing it to my lady, exposing it to my daughter and people around me and us learning and trying to put ourselves in those times and what they were going through. It's pretty dope. And I believe that this was the only 
project that they did that they put out because they said they it was only six months Thelonious Monk and Coltrane and they didn't do a lot of sessions but this was one of them and I'm glad I picked it up but uh don't get out y'all here man y'all got more important things to do man go enjoy yourself go enjoy your, your significant others your kids get prepared for the work week you know what I'm saying stay safe stay clean sanitized you know what I mean Give acknowledgement to the most high for keeping us here, keeping us safe. And be a blessing to people, man. Y'all, you know what I'm saying? Let's, we got to get back to being human. That ain't changed. Well, I appreciate y'all, man. This is kind of therapy for me. Hopefully y'all get something out of it. But I'm going to get out y'all here. Thanks for tuning in. Trill Spill. We will. No, 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 that's that's part of the... That's, yeah, I got you good that time, Shawty. Start over. Data conception, interception, cut the sperm, did collide from TNA to DNA. Feelings turn to chillings, the morning after building, put a heart to our very existence. We living, breathing, soon we'll be teething. Our granny got a golden, now we want one for that reason. An adolescent mind is so impressionable in those stages, but parents gotta parent their kids to keep them out of cages. Self therapists, beware of this loogie that I spit. Incarceration without rehabilitation really don't mean shit. The Ricky Holmes, he gotta serve probation for six months, but Uncle Donnell and old dirty bastard still in the joint. Reset.